0: Sleep, go sleep. And do me a favor. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired.
1: Well, what the hell are you saying, boss You lose half your body sleeping. I, I sleep
0: pretty hard. Welcome to Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. Rock and Roll
1: Bedtime Stories exists to lay waste to the rumor and innuendo about your favorite bands and your favorite songs. My name is Brian, and my co-pilot this week, once again, back in second chair, is Phil Medley. Oh, Hello. welcome back to the show, man. We're we're, <laughs> we're renewing the lease for another week.
0: Man, I can't believe you had me back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the feedback has been good, man. The feedback has been uh, good. So I, I'm glad that you could you could join me because, okay, so we're gonna do something like slightly different today. We,
0: I love
1: it. We talk about rumor and innuendo. I say that at the beginning of every show, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we're typically very specific in the rumor and innuendo that we're talking about. We're talking about like a particular band doing okay. or not doing a particular thing. So for instance, last time you were on the show, we talked about Clapton and we talked about... His dealing with death, two different deaths, yeah. and how it leads to a song and you know, so it was very specific. It was like yeah. did did Clapton's son die tragically? Yes, he did. Now let's look at the specific circumstances. So one thing we have never really addressed on this show though, is this idea for lack of a better term, I'm creating a term tonight. The the quote unquote templated rumor. Like a, a rumor that follows a template. And what I mean by this rumor
0: okay.
1: is a rumor or story that you hear, especially pre-full-on like full-on internet age, that might change the assigned artist by decade or generation. It's, it's a rumor that often will like, fit like, a certain ethos or a category of artist, but through some sort of game of telephone, it gets ascribed to a specific type of artist more than just a single individual. And the point of these rumors, which we'll sort of unfurl here, is that they're not so much there to actually tell a real tale, but they're more to make some sort of like moral statement, often by making a group of people look especially depraved. So, okay. I'm probably making your
0: head spin. I have no idea, no. Okay. <laughs>
1: I thought this was a podcast about... Monopoly. Podcasts. Are we talking about chemistry? To? What the hell is happening? Okay. <laughs> For
0: example, let me give you
1: an example of this that usually gets ascribed to actors. Okay. And then and then we'll follow my line of thinking here. This, is, this might be a very Brian line of thinking. This could be insane. But I, I think you'll see where I'm going with this. For example, this one is usually with the Hollywood type and not with the rock and roll type. But there's this rumor about gerbil removal.
0: Oh. You know what I'm talking yes. about? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: okay, this idea. And if we were to take names out of it, this would be the idea. The idea that a famous actor... Once had to be mm-hmm. taken to the hospital, yes, and have a gerbil removed from his rectum.
0: Yes, totally. And I I know the guy. <laughs> everybody knows the guy. Everybody, oh,
1: really? I no, know. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying like everybody knows a guy. This is funny. So when I when I read about when I worked on sort of looking at this, and let me tell you, I had to do some interesting Google searches. So, but when that I,
0: one's going to get you in trouble.
1: When I, when I looked this up, one thing that I found is that the reason it has worked is that like everybody sort of says oh i know a guy who was there right and that's how the templated rumors work there it's because somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who says they were like there at the Mm -hmm. hospital and that was a real common thing with this one but if for some reason people are if there's somebody listening to the show and they have no idea what we're talking about okay it's been attached to different people but the one that's had the most staying power i'm I'm gonna let you take a stab who do you think it is richard gear yeah yeah yeah. richard richard gear yeah partly now now there's a reason it stuck to him more than anybody else and it's partly because and i didn't know this during the height of the pretty woman like pretty woman mania there was a prankster who actually sent out a fake press release oh which i I didn't know was a thing i want to see the press release i did not find the press release
0: that is not good
1: (laughs) but i i bring this up because it's a good example of what i'm talking about right this this rumor is engineered Basically, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This may make some people uncomfortable, but I'm going to say a, a, a rumor like this was engineered several decades ago. Basically, out of homophobia. Yes, 100%. It's not really about Richard Gere or weird sex stuff no. or anything else. It's about no. it's about we're going to say this actor is gay and this is how we're going to insinuate that he's gay.
0: Yeah. Which makes no sense. In the most but, shocking yes. and
1: shameful way. Okay, by the way,
0: let me, just, let me
1: just go ahead. This is a bonus because we're here to do rock rumors. I'm going to do actor rumor here. And I'm going to tell you there is no record of a gerbil ever having been removed from a famous or non-famous or even infamous anus. Like, that's just not happened. Right. So it's all total bollocks. But it's, I mean, I, I remember hearing that as a kid. Like why? Know, why was I hearing I that as a kid? Do you like can you place when you first heard that rumor? 7th grade.
0: <laughs> you, know, you, you took me right there. You describe
1: yeah. the gym class you were in. When yeah. you heard I mean, that. you know. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean it's a it's a juvenile junior high boy sort of rumor. At least for our
0: generation. Well, and like, I I Because homophobia was so like you didn't yeah. even know it was there, but it was so rampant. You it know. really was. Yes. It was. That's a, ridiculous. That's but, a yeah. good point,
1: and I I do wonder. I know I wonder if there are versions of this for other things. Like maybe there's versions. You know, and what we may, what you may see is like that. There's versions of this that work in the opposite way that make people that try to make people look intolerant or ugly sure. oppositely right like you know yeah. hey this person has said these terrible things and maybe he did or didn't say them right it can work in mm-hmm. all in all sorts of ways but this is a really obvious one and okay so now let's go from hollywood and start to move into rock territory because there's a ton of these templates and these have come up in listener mail and occasional conversations about the show people will sort of mention one of these and i've never yeah. gotten to just one so what i thought i would do or never done an episode on just one so what i thought we would do today is sort of work through a handful of these and lead up to to one of the big ones that I think is the most fun to talk about and the least sort of like gross and <laughs> <laughs> dumb um okay so here here's another one that's usually attached to rock and rollers, but it's also sort of the homophobic thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um though it can be attached to females and the message becomes look how slutty this person is, right? Right. So it's either right. look how gay this person is or look how slutty this person is same rumor. X artist had to be rushed to the hospital and have their stomach pumped because okay. they had yeah. serviced so many people. Or Yes. Yes. Right. So okay. So who have you heard this attached to? Because
0: there's a uh, laundry list of people on this one. And it's, it's going to be real tough cuz I don't know. I don't know who I heard that. I I can't place an artist. I'll I'll give you a
1: list. Mark Allman, Mick Jagger, Jeff Beck, David Bowie, Lil' Kim, (laughs) Britney Spears, all on a list that I saw. But it's most consistently stuck, all pun intended, to Elton John and Rod Stewart. Oh! Which become, again, this homophobic thing, right? Sure it is, 100%. I'm not going to go into the science of this because that's not the kind of pod this is. But let me just assure you again that regardless of what a fundamentalist Christian youth group leader <laughs> may try to convince you of, this is not possible. You cannot ingest so much fluid from someone that you uh, have to have, have your have stomach have a, pumped. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like, there's. I actually it's did wrong, read an article. Yeah. I actually read an article that like broke down the science of it and was like, it's, it's not a <sighs> really? real, it's not a real thing. Yeah. So, okay, again templated homophobic made up anecdote meant to slut shame though rod stewart does apparently address this in his autobiography what yeah so he, he, he says he brings it up
0: <laughs> yeah no he says
1: <laughs> that he fired a publicist named tony Toon. and i checked this out because and tony Toon is a, is a was a dude i think he's alive still and he was very good at his job he was a, his job was to create sort of like you know, messages about Rod Stewart and the media, yeah. And then he got mad. The story goes in the autobiography that Rod Stewart and his wife and kids and the publicist all went to Hawaii. Like it was supposed to be a vacation, but the publicist went with them for some reason to, to help him do something. And they, there ended up being some sort of issue where the publicist had to stay in a hotel room with a, with a child. Like, instead of getting his own room, it was like, hey, will you stay with so-and-so's stepkid or something, right? Okay. And then, and, and he didn't do anything inappropriate with the kid, but he brought back a lover to the hotel room. Oh. Even though he was sharing it. Th- this is what Rod Stewart says. And so, because he did that, Rod Stewart fired him. Because he said, yeah, look, it, this is the thing I asked you not to yeah. do. And then that guy started this rumor. That's, a, that's according to Rod oh. Stewart. And with Rod Stewart, it's specifically about sailors, which makes it ridiculous. That's too specific. Yeah. When you're starting a yeah. rumor about somebody, you can't be that specific.
0: No, you got to be real vague, just enough to uh, <laughs> just enough to get them started. Did you ever you let you let them make up the rest of the details?
1: Did you ever start a rumor about anybody? Like when you were a seventh grade boy?
0: No. I, I was gonna say it doesn't seem like your character as well as I know no. you. Are. I don't think I would be that like slick. I don't think I would be that
1: inventive. It's not that you're nice. It's just that you're not creative. Uh,
0: yeah. Not. Yeah. Not in that way. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just, uh, yeah, that's make funny. up something about somebody. Yeah, I don't know. That's
1: so. That's a... Third and final example before we get to the one that I actually want to talk about. And this one's another. This is another
0: ridiculously <gasps> Man, stupid. One. Are you going to the gutter again? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's it, it's rib removal. Rib removal. Oh, rib removal for like weight loss or something. Okay, so actually. It has its
1: roots in that. So there's two versions of this. Just like I told you that there's sort of the male-female one with slut-shaming. Mm. This one has two gendered versions with different agendas. The male version's homophobic and attributed to androgynous men. So it it got famous, most famous with Marilyn Manson, but it, it sort of existed with Prince. There, there is I have seen it referenced to Prince. And this is the idea that they had cosmetic surgery to remove ribs so that their mouths... Could reach the lower half of their body for
0: oh, sexual pleasure Oh hey, now this is so this <laughs> is so silly.
1: I mean, now, Marilyn Manson freed people out for a lot of reasons, and that was intentional, and yeah. we'll talk more about that, but
0: he was good at it. yeah
1: I think the fact that this was also attached to Prince is a good reminder of how threatening that guy was to a certain ethos at the time. Yeah, yeah. we did a deep dive back in December. On Prince, and I probably said there that I was always confused as to why he was considered naughty because the music sounded harmless to me. (laughs) Because I always thought, you know, like it made sense to me that something like Marilyn Manson would be considered scary, right, or or Black Sabbath or whoever, right? Like some of those, like you know, Alice Cooper. Mm -hmm. But Prince, I was always like, why is everybody freaked out by this guy? But but there was a thing about his androgyny that freaked people out at the time. I think
0: sure, and like some of his lyrics were a little bit like. The back half of 1999 should not be played by a 10-year-old kid. (laughs) My dad bought that tape for me, and he didn't know. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Did you say that? Uh, Okay. So, okay.
1: (laughs) Now, obviously, this stuff about dudes having their – I mean, there's a lot you can read on the internet about whether or not this is true. And it's just – it's totally ridiculous. Now, but it's obviously false. Now, the female version of this is way more interesting to me. Now, when, when this is told about a woman, and Cher has gotten tagged with this one a lot, which I didn't know this, but I think that's just generational. It's about vanity. It's about a smaller waistline. So yeah. instead of insinuating some sort of otherness to a successful person through something like homophobia, the motivation here appears to be more about proving that beautiful people cheat the system. Right. They achieve some sort of standard of beauty by gaming things. So, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that I don't have a small waist, because she wouldn't really have a small waist, except she had ribs removed, right? Right. Right. So, I, I understand the psychology. There is a historic origin that dates all the way back to the early 1900s on this one, though. And it's, I find it really interesting. So, first, it used to be said that rib removal out of vanity was common in the Victorian period. And that resonates. Like, I feel like, oh yeah, I always heard that like, you know, they were really concerned about how skinny they looked in the Victorian period. They did weird right. stuff.
0: Corsets and all that. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I actually
1: read that that's, that's false. Um, really? That Well, that rib removal in the Victorian period. Not that they were vain or that they were right. worried about that, but that that they, they didn't it, do rib removal in the
0: Victorian period. It seems like they weren't very good at surgery back then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get a lot of infections. <laughs> I'm just thinking cleanliness. they even have soap back then? Definitely not running water. (laughs) I don't even know when the Victorian period was. I'm just in my mind. I've got some dates. Let's not... (laughs) Give me a minute. Let me Google that. Okay. A lot of this
1: conjecture was actually likely started by Florence Ziegfeld Jr. You've heard of the Ziegfeld Follies. Sure, yeah. This was like early high-class vaudeville. Yeah. It happened on Broadway from 1907 to 1930 something. But yeah. pre-Follies, think like 1896, Florence sees this woman, Anna Held, perform in London. And she's known at the time for being flirty and for like showing her legs off, you know, real scandalous mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sure. And he develops his fascination with her and wants her to come back to New York with him and and like create a show with him. And eventually, like, I, I don't I don't understand all the specifics of this. Eventually, he, she becomes his common-law wife. But they start the Follies together. So fast forward, that's almost 10 years when the Follies start. But, like, eventually she comes back and is sort of the mastermind of the Follies. But when she agrees to go to New York with him, because she is a performer in London, he, and I don't know how you do this in 1896, but it's said that he starts a rumor stateside. Like, he sends word ahead that he's going to show up with this woman that he's bringing yeah. from London to drum up interest so that people will come and see her. Like I think he has a, a plan for a show at the, just with her. And the rumor he starts is, hey, I'm bringing this woman back from London who's had ribs removed. Ooh. And, and it wasn't true. <laughs> he just he said that to people to get them so that they would come see because she was really, really thin. And it works. Wow. Historically, Anna Held is pointed to as being more interesting than talented like she's sort of almost like early celeb culture or like even influencer culture like she's she's not you know I mean like we have plenty of these people now who we don't really know why they're famous right but they're just famous for being famous like that's like the thing people complain about well I don't even know why Kim Kardashian's famous or whatever right so but she's like a really early example of this she wasn't actually like much of a performer for anything very specific she just there was this aura about her and this thing that was created around her, partly about, did or did she not have some sort of surgery to remove her ribs? Interesting. I just find that such an interesting story to, to then, over a period of 120-something years, it morphs into, yeah. did she, you know, Cher had blah, blah, and now it's like we want to say that Prince and Marilyn Manson had ribs removed so they could pleasure themselves? Like, it, it's, <laughs>
0: Oh, right. well d- uh, I, i'm I'm curious what anna held's act was you know what was it like did she juggle what the hell you know <laughs> i i honestly think she like danced and Dance i mean around? i don't think
1: it was i think it was maybe sexual for the time i don't think it was like incredibly sexual sure. for our time but, um But yeah, I mean, it was more like uh, I think there may have been some singing, but like I, you can actually look and read stuff about her, and it like like there's reviews and people were like, yeah, it was this wasn't very good, like yeah, her show was terrible. But we were very interested in seeing seeing
0: her, yes, and the lack of ribs. And and, I don't know. And if if I could turn back time by share, I mean, if you look see that video, (laughs) I start thinking. (laughs) <laughs> I start to think there might be a couple ribs missing. I don't uh, know. Uh, I yeah. I, I had you heard that attached to share? That's. I think that's what I did here. Okay. Okay. I think because you, there were. You know, you mentioned the two branches of that, and I think that's what I heard. Interesting. It's, it's funny that she ended up with all of Rod Stewart's sailors. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's in that video. You, you walked me into that joke. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> both together.
1: <laughs> so none of this is actually the main story that i that i wanted to bring up today okay. i'm more interested in talking about a different templated rumor but i i think that having all of this as background a it gets all those stories out of the way because at some point sure. we needed to address these because these are like yes. classic rock rumor yeah. things that you hear mm-hmm. um but the one that i want to talk about is less lurid than a lot of these other templates we've discussed so far but okay Shocking and controversial in a different way, and and that is, it's this idea where if we've talked about the homophobic ones and the ones based around vanity and the ones based around like the otherness of celebrities, this one is about the corruption of innocence, and it's often played out in its most common form as X controversial figure used to be an adorable children's television star. And it, it do when I say that, are there any versions of this that come to mind to you immediately?
0: Ooh, not immediately.
1: Okay. But so, I have
0: heard this. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's
1: several different versions of this. But the version okay. that I think really hit peak saturation, at least with like me and the and where I was and who I was around at the time, was this rumor that Marilyn Manson was the kid who played Paul, Kevin's geeky best <gasps> yes, pal on the Wonder yes.
0: Years. Yes. Yes! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> now,
1: I, want to, I do want to stop real quickly. Very serious note here. I realize that Marilyn Manson has likely done a lot of terrible things to a lot of women. And this has all come out in the last year. That does not seem to be just a rumor, and I am not looking to glorify or mythologize the dude here.
0: But th-
1: he plays a very specific part in this particular type of rumor monger mythologizing. And honestly, that newer tidbit of background only sort of adds to this controversial figure. Used to be a good boy angle that we're going to examine here. So, right. setting that aside, acknowledging it, we're not we're not here to talk about how great he is or anything like that, but I sure. but I do want to also make a little space for you right now. This is your chance there any thoughts you might have on the wonder years. Go.
0: <laughs> okay, so I picked up on episode 2 because the rumor at school, like the talk, not the rumor, but the talk, the buzz at school. About the first episode where he kissed Winnie. That was big. That was big. And so I and I never saw the first episode. Oh yeah, because I was like, why didn't you just go back on the Netflix
1: menu oh, and watch yeah, it? Right. Well yeah, yeah because yeah. then you it was like you didn't get to see it until next summer or whatever. So
0: Right. Right. And you had oh, to catch man. the rerun. Well my god, well I never saw it. But uh, To yeah, this that's, day
1: that's have what... you still never seen the, the first episode? No.
0: No. No.
1: You know you can fix that. I think it's on Hulu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, you know. Live out my childhood in, you know, that's so live I've, TV. That's, that's so it. funny. So yeah, let
1: me read the character description of Paul via the Wonder Years Wikipedia page, all right? Okay. Just so we sort of know the character we're talking about, right? Paul yep. Joshua Pfeiffer. This is the character. Sure. The character was born on March 14th, which is my birthday. All right, <laughs> darn, look at you. Uh, but mm. he was born a few years before me in 1956. Paul is Kevin's longtime best friend, a bright and excellent student, and an allergy sufferer. He's also Jewish, and in one episode Mm -hmm. celebrates his bar mitzvah. Although Kevin and Paul are best friends in the series' early seasons, their relationship becomes somewhat strained later... Kevin begins to spend more time with Chuck and Jeff, causing tension with Paul. Paul also attends a private prep school for one season, leaving Kevin alone to start public high school. In another episode, Kevin is frustrated and conflicted with Paul after the latter loses his virginity before him. (laughs) Paul's got game. Whoa. (laughs) In the final episode, it's revealed that Paul eventually attends Harvard and becomes a lawyer. Now, a couple things. One, uh, the pictures, if you look at the picture. Of yeah. Paul, the character, mm-hmm. and the actor who yeah. played him, and if you sort of squint, and you put a picture next to it of Marilyn Manson in his peak period, you can like sort of see a resemblance. Like same you can make like, the, yeah, same sort of face, facial structure, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, side note I, that I also did want to just throw in here is that I read during this research that part of the reason. There's several reasons The Wonder Years got canceled. Because I didn't realize The Wonder Years was only on for, like, five seasons.
0: Okay, yeah. It seemed like, you know, like a 20-year run.
1: I know. Well, that was the thing. Yeah. Like, it's so revered that I always thought yeah. it was on from, like, 80 to 90. It was on from <laughs> 88 to 93. That's it. Oh, wow. And yeah, pretty sure. And, and part of the reason that they canceled it, there's several things sort of floating out there there was a weird lawsuit at the end of it that has now i think sounds like oh my god like this would end any show where there was like a sexual harassment lawsuit against huh fred savage
0: what
1: yeah and it got like thrown out like but i don't know who knows because he was like pretty young yeah. um but yeah the, the the one of the main reasons the producers always cited was that the they didn't think so. They created this show that was a juggernaut in the time slot at eight o'clock. Yeah. But as the characters aged, they couldn't really talk about the things that would be realistic for a 17 year old kid, 18 year old, 19 year old kid at eight o'clock. They couldn't tackle anything that was very, and what made me think of this was this idea about Kevin not losing his virginity as fast as Paul. Um, But they started to toe in that water, and they were like, this is untenable. Like, we don't have anywhere to go with this that keeps it with the core audience. Yeah. Which I just thought was really interesting, because I don't know that we make TV like that anymore. I think the thoughts are different about how shows are created and destroyed.
0: Right. They don't think time slots, eh? (laughs) a Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? For real. They don't think that, that, that. There's nothing, you know. It's just a different rating, you know. So
1: back to this, if I could squint, maybe I could see a resemblance photograph thing. You can find these on the internet, right? I'm sure they're yeah. in the show notes. Picture of Manson, picture of, of whoever this kid was. Now, in 2022, this sort of rumor is pretty easy to verify or debunk. So, sure. it, regardless of those side-by-side photos, we're in like phase seven internet now, right? It, it, but the research says this rumor sort of emerged around 94, 95, which I would, I'm making up these phases, but I would call like phase one internet. And what I mean by that is the web was functional enough to disseminate misinformation, but not quite big enough to allow a media fact checking.
0: Right. it was really slow. Let's be honest. To get that (laughs) image
1: to generate. And like, if you told me, if you told me, Hey, did you know that Marilyn Manson is actually that kid that was in the wonder years, we would be, you would tell me that at school. And then I'd have to go home. And then right. I'd have to convince my older, geeky sibling to let me on the internet in the basement. and right. they They'd would have, have to hang to, up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many steps that I'd forget what I was fact-checking, so it would just never happen. <laughs> right. Um, so... Uh, also, here's something else. Like now that you just solved that with the IMDb app, which I right, thought right. everybody had on their phone. And like I said this in front of somebody the other day, and they're like, "What's IMDb?" And I was like, "You don't, you don't have IMDb." Like it is my most used app. Like outside of I don't, like. I, oh. You have the app. That's that's bad. <laughs> the app is is a is a functioning machine, man. It, it can you can find out almost anything in like thirty seconds about anything in entertainment. So yes, I use it quite often. I thought everybody used it. Found out they don't. My apologies to the world. You should. It's great. Um, it's my favorite app. Now, as Wonder Years, like I said, eighty eight to ninety three. The main characters are meant to be twelve when the show starts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Marilyn Manson was born. In January of 1969, which would make him 19 at the start of the show. Now, it's not necessarily unheard of for actors to play characters who are younger than them. See That's Beverly Hills 90210.
0: Grease. See Grease. See Grease? John Travolta was like 40 when they shot that 40, yeah. I saw like a clip of that. <laughs> who thought this guy was in high school? Uh, None of these kids look <laughs> like in high school. Um but okay, but
1: I would say nineteen to twelve, pretty significant gap. Like those particular years, right? Like thirty to thirty-seven, not a huge gap. Nineteen twelve, huge gap. Yeah. Now, plus because Manson gets so squarely associated with Columbine, which is a whole mm-hmm. different thing. That we yeah, I actually yeah. considered talking about that on this episode. And I was like, no, nah, we're not going to do it. But because of that, I think a lot of people think of Marilyn Manson. As a product of the late 90s. Huh. But they actually yeah. form 10 years before Columbine happens. They're, yeah. they're around for a decade before that. They start in 89. And Portrait of an American Family, which is the record, the first record on nothing, uh, Trent Reznor's imprint, is in 94. Yep. Now, great link in the show notes if you want to do additional reading. It, one of my favorite things about some of these like somewhat recent, like last 20, 30 years stories that we tackle is that you can go back and find all these original articles archived. Yeah. And so yeah. you can go back and read this Miami Times piece from 94 that's fascinating because it's a relic of the moment right before they break. They're essentially a local regional act because they come out of Florida. So he he's born in Ohio, but he moves to Florida as a teenager and starts the band there. And the record has just come out portrait of an American family and the critic writing this in my in the Miami Times really loves the album and is also like very sort of accurately calls what's gonna happen for the next five years or so hmm. like this is these guys are about to take off here's how it's gonna work it's, it's a really interesting piece if you like to sort of see things through that historical lens so anyway I point all this out because all this would mean that if Manson was the kid on the Wonder Years he was doing the rock at the same like <laughs> sort of at the same time. <laughs> right. Which would disembowel the rumor because the rumor thrives on this idea of purity becoming corrupted. Sweet Paul, evil Manson. Mm-hmm. But the timeline shows those would have been simultaneous. So there's that.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Well, I, and I also think it's interesting that the way you bring up how we deal with a rumor now is we we go to our phone. Right, right, right. Or our apps. <laughs> yeah, right. To our IMDs. <laughs> <idea. laughs> But before, you almost just like, you just like, do I accept this? You just talked about it. do not. And then I think I'm going to th- roll with this. I, I, I like it. It sounds feasible right. enough. I'm well, going to go. And there, there
1: aren't, okay, so I did a little bit of fact checking there, right, with the internet telling you, okay, here's the time dates and all. Now, but again, we were joking earlier about what it was like to try to get on the internet in 1994. But also think about just trying to fact check that without the internet. So wh- how would you do that? So you'd have to wait for the Wonder Years to come on. You already you already talked about this, right? You couldn't go right. back and see episode 1. So you wait yeah. until Wednesday. So you hear this rumor mm-hmm. on on Friday night. You mm-hmm. wait until Wednesday for the Wonder Years to come on. You watch the episode, you wait for the you wait for the credits, and then your sister yells at you in the kitchen and you miss where right. it says who yeah. who Paul was. So then you have to wait yeah. another week right <laughs> you know what i'm saying and then uh, you and yeah. then how do you find out anything about marilyn manson there's no resource for that except rock magazines which you're gonna have to either go buy at the supermarket or mail order or go to the library and hope they have back stuff like you know what i mean like i'm just showing yeah. the layers of how complicated this gets so to your point at a certain point you just go okay i believe it
0: yeah man yeah, it sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> now
1: what did happen to the kid from the wonder years if it's not marilyn manson And that's actually worth looking at, because part of the reason this rumor works, we've left out this key ingredient, the reason this rumor works is because the actor who played Paul quit acting. Disappears, yeah. His name's Josh Saviano. So there's actually two parts of this. There's this Marilyn Manson sort of looks like this kid, but there's also, what ever happened to that kid? Right. So it adds fuel for the speculation. If the Mm -hmm. guy shows up on Friends and Ally McBeal in the next couple of years after this, the rumor doesn't take hold. Right. But because right. there's a vacuum, now it's easier to suggest outlandish stuff like, "Yo, that kid who annoyed me on television's that Satan worshipping a hole rock star." You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it just it works better. So, yeah. th- the funny side of this is imagining being Josh Saviano. He's <laughs> he's the he's Paul. Now right. he, like his character, goes to law school when the show ends. He does an interview in 2013 with Yahoo, and here's a snippet. Saviano was a freshman in college when he first heard the rumor, and guess who told him about it? None other than Danica McKellar, who played Winnie Cooper. Quote, I had no idea who Marilyn Manson was at the time, so I'd spoken to a friend of mine at school who did know, and it became progressively more entertaining as a storyline amongst me and my friends. He and his friends even considered orchestrating a grand plan to clear up the rumor by having Saviano go on stage in a Marilyn Manson concert when the band performed near Saviano's College Town.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: But they never were able to go through with it, and he's glad they didn't because, quote, 20 years later, this rumor is still out there. And that was in 2013.
0: <laughs> can 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 I ask if, if something aided this? You, you mentioned how he disappeared. That helped, right? For Sure. Sure. Did it help that the show itself was set in the past a little bit? I mean, obviously a lot. It was in the '60s, right? Late '60s, early '70s. That's it. Did yeah. that help? Because maybe, it, like, actually, it, it put some space there that didn't actually exist. I, I think it was like a year later. <laughs> I think
1: it probably did. I think that's a really good point. Now, because there is a less popular version of this rumor that we haven't gotten to, which I also sort of remember hearing. And I don't know if you have heard this one, but there was another version of this rumor that he wasn't on The Wonder Years, but he was on Mr. Belvedere.
0: Oh, no, no, I didn't hear that. So supposedly, no, do you remember that show? Now, I do, but I don't remember the character. that it. Hmm.
1: Kevin. He was the oldest kid.
0: He's the oldest
1: kid. And, and this one does fit the time period slightly better, because this show was on... 85 to 90. So it backs everything up a little bit. Manson would have been 14 at the beginning of that show, which makes it a little more believable. But it really just puts another layer of obfuscation around this innocence to evil agenda for this sort of template because this is a slightly older, more obscure show. It's harder to passionately disprove. I mean, there are people who passionately love Wonder Years, right? But I've never met anybody who's like, you know what show
0: changed my life? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Belvedere. $100 says that one didn't age well.
1: Uh, But Uh, of course, Marilyn Manson is actually Brian Warner from Canton, Ohio. and He was certifiably never a TV sitcom actor. So that's all bogus. Now, do you remember though, just speaking of this template, do you remember it ever being assigned to Billy Corgan? No. Okay, so I do no. remember. I remember this too. Billy Corgan was the kid. The rumor was Billy Corgan is the kid from Small Wonder.
0: Oh snap!
1: Do you remember that show? Yeah. This is almost even more like this one has not. Mr. Belvedere, I sort of remember Small Wonder. I, di- uh, I, I, I Small Wonder. So Small Wonder was about the kid. Whose dad was like a scientist who creates like a robot, who becomes his sister.
0: Oh man! Oh yeah! Well, mm, oh, and she was. Oh yeah! Was, I saw that on like Saturday morning. Was it? On, was it a weird time slot? I don't. I don't know. Though, what, uh-huh. the,
1: this one is also not true. Obviously, though, right. I will say if you see the photo next to a picture of Billy Corgan, you're like, I don't know. I could see it. It's all like a little more convincing <laughs> than the Paul McCartney Merlin- <laughs> <Hansen> thing. Yeah. <laughs> now the funny thing is the kid i read one message board that said and this is the other great thing is that the internet and i don't know if a lot of people realize this but you can still find old message boards and stuff archived on the internet all over the place so you can see these static examples of like what people were thinking in 1997 just like frozen (sighs) And it, it was really fascinating for this particular project because you could see these conversations happen over a period of years. And then like the the board will go dead and then somebody will jump back in the thread several years later and say, oh, you know, this has been disproven or whatever. Like you can sort of see all this happening. But yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: what's really funny and that sort of talks a little bit about or shows a little bit about um, how rumors mushroom to contain, contain like a certain space. Sure. Um, I read on one of these message boards... Yeah, it wasn't Billy Corgan, but I do think that kid from Small Wonder grew up to be a roadie for Alice and Chains. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, is maybe the funniest part of everything
0: it's today? A ballpark, right?
1: Yeah, because it's like he just picked another band from the period and was like, "Oh no, I think let's just downgrade his status, but yeah. still put him in rock and roll, right?" Because it's still yeah, sort of a, yeah. co- again, it follows the template. It accomplishes. Yeah. It, it takes a a cute kid into a seedy underbelly of the like you know a roadie. What could be worse than a roadie? Now, what oh, actually man. happened to this guy? His name is Jerry Suprian, by the way. Yeah. is that he eventually goes broke and homeless and blames a stripper for his downfall. But when I read that, the source was Fox News, so I don't know if I believe it. But that is also <laughs> out there about Jerry Sufkin. That's Super the kid. small wonder kid? That's the small wonder kid. Oh,
0: gosh. Yeah. Now,
1: yeah. I will say that all of this begs the question as to who slash how these rumors start. I mean, I I guess, and I mentioned this earlier, I guess it's a little bit like a game of telephone on a global scale, but I think you really put your finger on it when you said, like, at the time when information wasn't readily available, you just sort of chose whether or not you accepted it. If somebody says it, if it's somebody you trust or somebody you think sort of has the same worldview as you, and they have a fairly convincing argument, and you can see two pictures and be like, I don't know, I could squint and maybe see how that would work. Like, it makes
0: sense. Like, it doesn't human nature like you you even see it like in your social media feed of like 17 facts you'll never believe and they're probably real you know (laughs) but we're like fascinated with that stuff right yeah like
1: i mean it's 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 this it's this podcast like (laughs) that's what we do here i mean it is it is a fascination about (laughs) what is true and what is not true right and like sort of breaking that down now I, what I find so fascinating about this, from a psychological and sociological level, is that these beliefs creep in without a single direct source. And you know, we all want to, and we we saw this in in 2016 with you know what, what's true and not true politically on the internet or whatever, right? But it's like yeah. hard to. We really want to assign it to one place. We want to say it came from Russia, or we want to say it came from this news station, or we want to, or lack of news station, or what you know, like. But that's not really how these societal like popularly held beliefs happen, and and there's a whole thing called the Mandela effect, which we're not going to get into on the show. But yeah, Google I the Mandela yeah. effect; yeah. You, you know about it, right?
0: Oh yeah, I'm, I love it. Yeah, okay. It's great. And
1: it's it's a, but it sort of follows this same path around yes. this idea of these things we choose to accept, and why do we choose to accept them? When we don't really know. We just have all sort of come together and been like,
0: this we accept, right? So uh, it's really interesting. It it is, and, and I think I think one other thing. You you were talking about the source. Have you listened? Your kids are about my my kids' age, right? Uh-huh, you know, yeah. right? Okay. Have you listened to them talk to each other <laughs> about yeah, what yeah. they heard at school? <laughs> yeah. That's where these get started, right? That's such a good point. <laughs> Screech is one of the Beastie Boys' brother, right? because <laughs> that's how they talk. They just make crap up all the time (laughs) it's the kids Uh,
1: so 12 year (laughs) old now talking about the cyclical nature of all this i did see an unsighted quote from alice cooper that was said to have been dated from 1998 Mm -hmm. and this is the quote i'm just gonna read it i hear 10 Marilyn manson rumors a day says alice cooper i used to hear that many alice cooper rumors i never set a german shepherd on fire We had the kitten thing, too, which we'll talk about in a second. Here's another one. Marilyn Manson's father was Captain Kangaroo. It was in every newspaper that my father was Mr. Green Jeans. Every time I hear a new Marilyn Manson story, I can tell you what's going to happen next because it already happened to me. He said that in 1998.
0: That's great.
1: And you know what? He's he's right. Do you know what the Alice Cooper child star version of this rumor is? Because this existed.
0: You know, a father's knows knows best. I Close. Don't know.
1: There was a belief for a while from many that Alice Cooper was Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Be Oh, snap.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: <laughs> now, the origins of this apparently come from a interview that he gave in which he said offhandedly, yeah, I was a real Eddie Haskell. Like, meaning he was a troublemaker. Right, right. And it just, and again, sort of back to this, like how information travels at the time, it gets misinterpreted. I heard him in an interview say that he was Eddie Haskell, and it just sort of.
0: <laughs> now, right? Here, a 12-year-old. Here, <laughs> dude, that's so misheard funny. The I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> misheard the interview. I'm going to think about that.
1: Well, we we both worked in radio, and we would talk about all the time how people would pick up the phones and call the radio station and say, I just heard you say this. And we would be like, yes. we definitely did not just say that
0: that is not what we said cuz i was
1: the person <laughs> who had the mic open and i know what i said and i didn't say that right like and i mean these are harmless things about like right. i heard you say call now and win tickets and we said hey coming up you're going to have your chance to win tickets right like things like that right. mm. and and so if you just sort of put that on a global scale and multiply it like it makes sense like how this misinformation would spread now totally here's here's what i wanted to know by the end of this are there any true versions of this templated rumor about innocence hmm. becoming disreputable. And the answer, according to Snopes, is there is one. One. It, but it's only it's only kind of true. And it involves a different Marilyn, not Marilyn Manson. I'm gonna read this from Snopes. One tangentially related rumor has it yes. that the cute little baby on the ivory snowbox grew up to be a porn star. There's a smidgen of truth to this. Okay. Marilyn Chambers... Yeah. ...of the 1972 porn film Behind the Green Door... Okay. ...was one of the models in that shot. But she was the young mother, not the baby.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Now, it's interesting to note how this tidbit of information, I'm still reading from Snopes, is processed by those who've come across it. Invariably, those who remember... Marilyn Chambers, Ivory Snowbox, always cast her as the baby. Because a pretty mother in a soap ad going to star in a porn film two years later doesn't provide a moral shock factor.
0: Right, right, right But right, right, an right.
1: adorable little baby growing up and taking that career path is morally shocking. <laughs> now, here, here's what I'm, I'm interested in from you. Are there any templated rumors or any rumors that follow any of the templates that I missed. And you just said Screech was a Beastie, yeah. was a beastie Boy's brother or cousin or something, and I had forgotten yeah. about that one. That's a really yeah. good one. Are there any other yeah. ones that I missed?
0: Um, so to go down the lurid path, mm-hmm. the Van Halen no paternity cases – there was that rumor. Wait, wait, wait. What's that one? So they would have... Yeah, well... <laughs> you, you didn't want to have to explain it? <laughs> no, I, I shouldn't have done that, because now I've got to explain it. And they always hang. KY Jelly, and they, they would never be sued for having illegitimate children.
1: I, I've never heard that.
0: See? And I did, and I heard it from a professor. Wait,
1: what? <laughs> well, so it's funny that you say that, because... I, one of the things that I read specifically around, and we I mentioned this at the top, but specifically around the Richard Gere rumor is that there were like, everybody knew a doctor who said that this had happened. Right. There was right. always like Which a reputable insane. source. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Okay. Well, if you can think of a templated rumor that we missed... Uh, hit us up. We are the story guys at gmail.com is the best way to do that. Or you can always find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for the story guys and uh, interact with us on that page there. Um, leave a review. You know all the stuff we want you to do. Tell other people about the show. We appreciate you being here. And uh, keep in touch via our website, wearethestoryguys.com. This has been a ton of fun, Phil. Thank you for coming back. And what do people need to keep doing until next time?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My line. Keep telling stories. Look at that!
1: Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories is a Story Guys production. The show is produced and edited by Brian Eichenberger. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.